We're beginning week five of our Flourish podcast. This is Monday, October 11th. Now, from before I was born, my family had roots in the mountains of North Carolina. Family members found a wonderful little community just outside Asheville to be a home away from home. They really selected the community because of the nature of the people. The people were welcoming, friendly, and they quickly invited us into their lives. It's on this mountain that both of my parents are buried in a little mountain cemetery. In this little village, there is an iconic Baptist church, white and standing on a little hill right in the middle of the village. A little stream runs in front of the church, and they dam it up in the summer months so that they can have baptisms, although I don't think the water there could ever be warm. As a child, the most memorable feature inside the church was the printed statement of faith. It hung on a wall literally just above the pulpit. I remember it having three paragraphs. One was about the Trinity and each of the members of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The second was about the cross and salvation in Christ. But strangely enough, the third paragraph was about the dangers and evils of alcohol. I wish I was making this up, but I'm not. Now, it is true that alcoholism had been rampant and destructive in that part of our country at one time, and I'm sure it remains a problem today. But it made no sense to add a statement decrying alcohol to their statement of faith. What did this have to do with the gospel? How could this be so important that it would be included? Now, here's our text for today, Colossians 2, 16 to 17. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Now, in this section, to the end of this chapter, Paul lists the dangers to a simple trusting in Christ. These were threats to remaining rooted in Christ and living a life based on the gospel. And the first obstacle he mentions is related to food. The Jews prided themselves in the food they ate and didn't eat. They ate kosher, no pork, no mixing of milk and meat. No eating of the meat of many creatures as well, such as shellfish, for example. They measured their status with God based on these outward signs. Now think today of the craze of eating organic foods or being a vegetarian or vegan with your diet. Now there's nothing wrong with eating healthy foods and avoiding food that isn't going to support your health. But for them it was more than this. It was a source of spiritual pride. They were somehow cleaner and better people for the food they eat. You literally would eat your way into a good relationship with God, or so they believed. Now, the same was true of the great festivals of the Jewish people and those of other faiths. Each year, the Jewish people came to Jerusalem for three major feasts. And if you live within the region around Jerusalem... You were expected to appear at each of these. Though it might cause you to lose your harvest or place yourself in danger, you pretty much had to show up. 
To stay at home put your faith and commitment to the Lord in danger. Now we can also take pride in going to church or in celebrating the Lord's Supper and how much we pray or read scripture. We can pretty much give religious significance to anything and use that thing to try and gain favor with God. Religion and the way we practice it can lead to greater pride rather than greater humility. I'm spiritual because I read my Bible every day or because I pray. Now, Bible reading and prayer are good. So is worship and celebrating the Lord's Supper. But how you use these things in your life will make all the difference. The drinking of alcohol is not a bad or good thing if done in moderation. It's how we use that in our lives that often is the greatest problem. Do you use those things to gain favor with God and feel more spiritual? Perhaps more spiritual than others? Have we made those things part of our religion, like the statement of faith in the Baptist church that put alcohol alongside the gospel and the Trinity? By the way, I, I love Baptists. I went to a Baptist college. And Paul loved the Jewish people. But he knew that our religion can actually keep us from God. Here's the thing. And we'll be talking about it this week. We can see the need to confess the sin in our lives. But we rarely see the need to confess our religion as keeping us from a real dependence on God and enjoying the grace of Jesus. We can use our religious practice to try and earn a place with God, to somehow feel like God owes us, to feel like we have an in with God. But when we do these things, our practices do exactly the opposite, because they keep us from grace. They keep us from God himself. This was the major criticism that Jesus had of the religious leaders at the time. Here's what Jesus said. The teachers of the law and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. That's Matthew 23, 2-4. You see, Jesus preached a whole sermon on this, because the people had multiplied rules and laws, and in the end, they were kept keeping the people from God. They looked spiritual and with God, but they were far from God, more concerned about what they ate and drank than walking with God. You see, I'm not making a case for what food you eat. This is a case for how we look at all of these things, all of the practices of our faith. They don't earn us a thing with God. We are given our place with God through the cross of Jesus, the love of Jesus. The fullness of God is found in him, and you have been given fullness in Christ. So as we start this week, let's root out those things and beliefs in our lives that have kept us from grace, from God's love for us in Christ. Let's pray. Lord God, our faithful shepherd, we easily fall into a religion that's about what we do, trusting in what we do to make us right with you. We easily build lives on pride and accomplishment. We find simply trusting you difficult. We have to admit 
We can't find our own way home. We have to admit that only you can save us and give us life. So enable us by your Spirit to embrace the grace that is ours by faith in Jesus. For we pray in his name. Amen.